It was the biggest killer in young people from the age of 15 up to 29. It's the biggest killer in men, like more than any anything else, more than heart disease, cancer, or anything. Like it's just a magic, it's just a massive subject and it's not going nowhere. No matter how much you try and swerve the conversation, not talk about it, ignore it. It's not going nowhere. It's just getting worse. Welcome to the B1 Mindset Podcast. This episode sees us dive back into the Mindset Tune-Up show that Ben records live on YouTube. So if you want to join the discussion and our growing community of like-minded people, then be sure to check out the show notes for links to our social media channels. This week sees Ben speaking with Will, who's not only got a powerful journey of his own, but speaks about a really important subject that recently affected both Ben and Will themselves. Now this week's topic is a sensitive one and there is also some swearing in this episode. So if you've got young people around who prefer not to hear this, perhaps plug in some headphones or tune in at another moment. And of course if any of the topics mentioned in this episode affects you, make sure you seek out that professional help. Yes guys, so uh, we are live uh, for episode number five of the Mindset Tune-Up show and um Kind of, I, I want to say the word excited because I'm excited about tonight. Um, even though it's kind of come after a tragic event on, uh, well, that I heard about on on Saturday night, um, which was the the passing of um, a lady called Jenny Joint, who both Will and myself knew um, and been in contact with. And um, again, it was going to be a break from the mindset tune-up show. Uh, well, I had my hernia operation, so it's going to be a few weeks off. But uh, Will rang me on uh, Sunday night and said some things to me that, that were very powerful and just let you know something about Will. I've got a lot of respect for this man um, because not just for what he's been through um, in life, which has been a lot and it's been tough, but he speaks his truth and I can't ask for any more than that of someone. Um, he, he's raw and he's honest, but he, he speaks his truth and me and him have had some honest conversations and at times we've not seen completely eye to eye, but that's not held either of us back from speaking our truth and it's not stopped us respecting each other which is, again, what I love about him as well. He's a very respectful man. Um, and a lot of people have got a lot of time and love for this guy. I know he doesn't like compliments, so I'm getting getting them out of the way now. He's backstage and he can see he's pissing himself. He won't like compliment when he's on, so I'm doing it now. Um, but he, he's a he's an absolute star, and I'm blessed that he's come into my life massively. He, he's helped me, um, and uh, I think this is going to be deep tonight. So, guys, as I said, with, with the Jack one, uh, these are Manchester lads, and, and they swear... Um, so there will be swearing involved in the talk tonight. Again, it's not offensive. We said we're not aiming it at anyone. It's just in general conversation. But I just want to bring that up in case you're watching with kids and stuff like that. And again, it's going to be a raw conversation tonight, guys. We are talking about suicide. Um, and again, um, we've a lot of stuff's gone out over social media in terms of respect and, and love in memory of Jenny. And uh, this has fueled um, this to, to come so soon in terms of this. But one thing I want to just say before Will comes in, which is when Will rang me. Um, he made it very apparent because me and Will have had a conversation about could 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 we have done more and certain things that have gone on and you question yourself, you feel guilt and all of these things. And Will kind of made it very apparent to me there are things out there to help people that are trying to help someone that's suicidal. And it really kind of took me back because as much as we think we can help, um, there are actual organisations out there that are trying to give people the information to help people in that situation. And I think that's something that we're going to touch upon tonight. And, and again, Will's unfortunately lost 
both his father and his uncle uh, to suicide and he's had suicidal thoughts and been, uh, well, I'm going to let Will kind of touch on that uh, tonight with himself. Uh, but like I say, it's going to be very raw and, and deep tonight. So I, pr- I hope everyone can be appreciative of where this conversation is going. Um, but we felt it needed to be done and I'm blessed that Will's um, come on so soon. And, and again, I know we'll be honest in everything we speak about tonight. Um, and just, just to finish off by saying, guys, that when we talk about a subject like this, there might be views that you hear that you disagree with. Um, but as I've said before, um, it's about being open-minded. Sometimes your perspectives change. Sometimes your beliefs change. Sometimes it doesn't. But at the same time, you can't fault someone else for having an opinion or the way they think. Um, so if anything is said tonight that you disagree with, guys, please bear in mind that it's coming from heart. From Will, it's coming from true experience. Um, so you, you've got to have that appreciation um, that this is only coming from good from wanting to help. And again, not just wanting to help the person that's trying to commit suicide or is at that severe level, but also the people that are trying to help in that scenario and maybe just don't know how. Um, and we really feel it's important that we give those people the power as well. So we've got some, what Will's told me about, um, and I've been researching and looking out, which is powerful, some um, organisations that, that have put things in place like a free course to help you understand this more. So I'm going to bring Will in now, guys. Um, so, guys, episode number five, and I'm bringing the main man, Will. I can into the room. <laughs> I was pissing about that on the computer. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd get a compliment out of the way before you uh, had a go at me when we started moving. Yeah, um, but uh, Will, man, as I always say, man, thank you um, for coming on tonight. I appreciate it. it was it was short notice, but I think this it's is cool. something obviously that, that that we're massively um, driven off, not just from Saturday, but I think this is something within you of wanting to help. From the time I've known you, you've spoke it's, about it so much. It's just massive and it's real, isn't it? Like, it's, it's it's the biggest killer in young people from the age of 15 up to 29. It's the biggest killer in men. Like, more than any anything else, more than heart disease, cancer, anything. Like, it's just a magic, it's just a massive subject and it's not going nowhere. No matter how much you try and swerve the conversation, not talk about it, ignore it. It's not going nowhere. It's just getting worse to be honest, with everything. So I just feel no. like, obviously, with with what's happened on the weekend with Jenna, obviously, with it being obviously fresh, I think, obviously, it's a good time to kind of reach out and let people know what's there. There's a lot of bereavement support in Manchester, do you know what I mean? With Greater Manchester Bereavement Service. Even for people, like, for the first time, if anyone's... You, you don't have to be super... You don't have to be related to someone to, to breathe, to go through bereavement, do you know what I mean? If it's your friend, and it's it's important that you reach out to these services because, like the Greater Manchester Bereavement Support, they they there is services out there that if they'll give you support, but they won't give you support if somebody close to you has died from 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 suicide. Like there is so like you, then that's 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 the way it is sometimes. But the Greater Manchester Bereavement Support, they they will support you through suicide and stuff like that as well. If you're breathing through it, like if you grief it, if you're in any grief from it or anything. Which is good. It's just about knowing the different things that are out there. Do you know what I mean? And do you think, and again, I'm going to ask questions tonight, um, but I've, I've explained to Will, and, and Will obviously um, appreciates the honesty we've got with each other. Um, but do you think that you've got an awareness of a lot of these organisations and charities and, and aspects out there to help because of obviously everything you've been through? Or do you think you would have known about that anyway? Like, because obviously some um, of the stuff told me about is taking me back in terms of Ben. You need to get your head around a little bit more of this. Oh, only recently. Okay. Sorry, I didn't mean. To, yeah. Only oh, recently. No, no. Like, um, like I wasn't really on this mission. 
to be fair. To, to, this is my third year out of jail now, and I wasn't really on this mission, to be fair, till, till I've kind of changed and grew as a person and kind of grew into a person who now cares more about others and cares about... I've always... I've only I've always only give a fuck about myself really. I've I've that's all I've ever needed to do. Obviously after my dad's killed himself and my uncle's done it and the problems at home, obviously my mum didn't cope very well with it. I've been sort of I've had to do a transition from only ever having to care about myself to like wanting to care about others now because I don't know what it come from. Something just grew inside of me where I just felt like I was in a position to help someone else now. And then over the past three years is when I have started learning and when putting my Instagram page out there and stuff and being in the correct, started getting in touch like with charities like the Anti Sedum Fund and Directions for Men. That's led on to working with people uh, like this lovely woman called Adele, who I think she runs the Shining Light on Suicide page. And then the, the, the Ripple Suicide Prevention has come off that. So you just start connecting and connecting more dots. And then as you're connecting, you start learning, don't you? So he's free. Obviously, it's only the past three years where I've started picking up on these services, which which is one of the main things that was a problem in two thousand and one. God, that's eleven. What's that? That's twenty one years ago, isn't it? Yeah. So in two thousand and one, me and my family fell apart because the help wasn't there. So rather, if there was help there for someone coming around helping me and my mom helping helping our family, then the family wouldn't have fell apart. And that's one of my biggest things to me is when when suicide has happened, like I just want to, people need to know that the help's there and to go to it because it's not going to be something that will ever leave you within a week or two weeks. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, 100%, man. And that's powerful. And again, um, it's already making me grateful that we're doing the show because I think you're talking... Um, you're talking real help right now just from the things you're saying. Something that I want to ask you, Will, is... You, you, you kind of talked, and I, and you've told me quite a bit, um, a lot of that I don't know, but you have told me quite a bit about your past and, and your journey and stuff. But when you said there, like, you, you only used to give a fuck about yourself. Mm-hmm. But then now I know you give a fuck about others and you're trying to help others. But I do see that you do now give a fuck about yourself too. Yeah, and yeah. I know, and I know that you still struggle and you still have ups and downs, which you've been very honest to me about and appreciate that. Yeah. But can you tell me the difference? Because I think this is important for people to hear. How yeah, the old will didn't give a fuck about anyone else but himself, but that was a, in a bad way. But yeah, from my eyes now knowing you when you do give a fuck about yourself, I mean that's a good thing because I know. Yeah, it's, yeah, so it's, yeah. So it's two different types of, or like, so having to only care about myself at the time was to only care about myself in terms of making money, getting through the day. You know, obviously, just living a lifestyle of. Like just living that negative lifestyle, which I only knew and the only lifestyle I've been shown. So in terms of when I say at that time I only cared about myself, I was only caring about what was going on, which was all negative. Yeah. Um, I didn't have no time for caring, trying to like shed light on good things or care about myself in a good way and put that self, put that self belief and that work in myself. So there, there is two types of. Yeah, man. I suppose you've got surviving. I was surviving back then. Now I've kind of survived and now I'm putting the pieces together now for a better me. Suppose I would be, I don't I don't know if that would explain it. No, I think that explains it perfectly. I think that explains it yeah. perfectly. And again, I just because I think that 
I, I've spoke to um, obviously a few people that know you, uh, not speaking behind your back, speaking in good terms. <laughs> but, I've said, I've, but I've said like um, when I first met you, like you were in such you're in you're in such a good place in terms of everything, um, mm-hmm. and you were playing, you were you were fucking smashing it, man. And at that point, I wouldn't have understood a lot of what had gone on in your past without you telling me or mm-hmm. without me reading it. Um, and you weren't hiding it at that point. I just didn't know. I just saw mm-hmm. this Will, this guy. I knew you'd been in the army. Knew you'd been in prison. Um, didn't know about uh, your father and uncle at that point until until I, I, I learned more. Mm-hmm. Um, but you were strong, man. You come on that challenge and you were unbelievable. Um, and I think that before kind of a step into kind of obviously because I, I want to talk a little bit about you today because it's I think it's important because again I'm not giving a compliment here, I promise you. But I think in a minute you 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 can give inspiration to a lot of people, man, because I think where the, the journey you've been on has been fucking horrendous, mate. But to dig into that a little bit, what was the, where were you left, mate? And, and again, anything I ask you, you don't want to answer, please don't, mate. But yeah, when your dad killed himself, your uncle killed yourself, like where were you left at that point? Because what what hit me? What one of the one of the hardest things? There were a lot of things in that video that fucking hit me, and I've and I've I watched it when you first put it out. Mm. But I watched it again last night, man. See, and when you said like, I just wanted to be with my dad, yeah, I was like, mate, I was fucking. I was like, what, man? And then in like, where did that? If you don't mind saying about, it, like, where did that leave you at that minute in time? Where did your thoughts go? Where did your head go? Like, where, where did where you left, man? So it's do you know what's crazy? So today. Today I've been chatting to a girl called Rebecca who she's reached out to me and she's giving this EFT therapist like to this tapping stuff. And she's just commented now that Rebecca, I think she's oh there. yeah, and it was oh man, so like crazy, man. Like so we were talking about she I started going through everything that happened on that day, and but wow. majority of the day's blank, honestly. And then even so, like when I've come home from school, I've walked in the house. Um, obviously, my mum and my sister was on the sofa. They told me, like, me, me dad had killed himself. And I've left the house, me. I wanted out the house, like, no. So I've left the house, gone on to the estate, gone to gone to RBA, gone to the shops, got to the shops, burst out crying and gone home. Um, And then all I remember on that day is leaving my friend's house to come home, going in the house, leaving the house. And then coming back to the house, and then I don't remember anything else for the next. Like I can't picture anything else. Can't picture any of it. Wow. And then f- a few days later, my uncle come in the house, and then that's the next time I felt something. Like like that's the next time. Like we were chatting today. You mean mean this Rebecca? And it's like that's the time I realized that my dad had killed himself. It was three days later. That was like my first acknowledgement, and everything wow. else is like blank. Apart from those three things, coming home, leaving the house, and then coming back to the house, and then everything else is empty until my uncle come back in the house, and then when my uncle come round, then that was like three days later. It was certain certain scenario happened, and I remember that. And then after that, it was blank. And I kept after that, I was in I'm in I'm in Northern Ireland, then at my uncle's house, at my auntie's house, and I don't I can't remember how I got there or anything in between it. Wow, it's just well, you said I've just took snippets away from it all. Do you know what I mean? Was, was, the, was the uh uncle and that you went to in Northern Ireland the uncle that took his life? No. So he was in Blackpool. That was my dad's sister in that. And then obviously her husband, when we was in Northern Ireland, 
he's well, he, he was deaf by misadventure, you know. So obviously, it's, it's a tough one because I have auntie. I've got an auntie who won't have that. My uncle's killed himself. She won't. She will not have it right. because in the inquest it said death by misadventure. Now the law only changed in two thousand and eleven for the coroner's report. You see, so right. before two thousand and eleven, if the coroner just could not prove whatsoever that it was suicide he wasn't allowed to say it but then he changed the law where if the coroner, coroner believed it was an act of suicide then he could say it so the amount of drugs my uncle took would have put an horse to sleep but because he couldn't prove that he was took to do it he couldn't say it do you know what i mean yeah. so then it was but so then that's what happened with my uncle um and i remember that all i remember from that is being in bed in my cousin's bedroom and then my auntie phoned him from Blackpool and telling us that that had happened. And I just remember lying there in my bed at that point and I just, I don't remember anything else. He just takes snippets. And then it's kind of more the badness that happened after that for me. Do you know what I mean? So, obviously, I'm not handling it well and obviously meeting, getting in with my dad's mates who obviously, obviously, well, you, you it's child exploitation really, isn't it? From there on in. Right. All the life of taking drugs, dealing drugs, and that life was shown to me. Do you know what I mean? And at that point, was that? Do you think at that point that was like in your eyes? That's what I was, so I was going to say. To be fair, like I was after everything that happened, you just left vulnerable, aren't you? Like I'm twelve years old. I've got no dad now. Got no uncle now. My mum's not dealing with it. I've not got her now. And it's like, what do you do? Do you know what I mean? I'm hanging around with my dad's mates now. In flash cars and doing whatever they're doing. That's 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 where it left me. So in what in what point during that time, um in in the period after, did it obviously did you start to find an identity with that or did you always feel kind of lost? Like where in that like that's say when I, I ended up moving into like a flat and national role with one of my dad's mates and he Obviously, this is when obviously everything that started, like obviously taking drugs, selling drugs, and all that. And he left that flat then, and I stayed there. But then I just I was always on my own there. This was about fifteen years old, and then they these were the times when I started to learn to take drugs, and I was taking more of them with the money I was making. And these are the times. This is in that flat on my own. It was I don't like. My mum didn't cope with it because the help wasn't there at the time. My mum obviously is drinking a lot, seeing different men, hurting, you know what I mean, men taking advantage of my mum's situation. She was in a lot of pain. Um, so I was kind of dealing with all that, like not not like arguing and fighting with strangers in my own dad's house at 15, 14 years old and going back to this flat. And I just, I just, I just wanted to be with my dad. Know what I mean? I didn't want to be with my mum drunk. I didn't want to be with these strangers in my dad's house. I didn't. Know what I mean? The only person I wanted to be with wasn't there. And then obviously that's when you try and start. Obviously, it's weird because you, you say I was trying to attempt to take my own life, but I don't know whether it was young. So because I was young, the amount of force I was using wasn't strong enough. Because like 14, 15, I don't know whether he was trying to do the same things now. Would he be more effective or? Do you know, yeah. So yeah, that's kind of what that's where you end. That's kind of where I ended up. So and then I joined the army. Then it was like I need to get away from this. So I went and got to it. Well, that that was from about fifteen. That lasted to twenty. 
and then I went away. Then it got to, after five years of just being in this bad space and living in this flat and taking drugs and earning money and just living that negative lifestyle. I just needed a way. So I packed my stuff and joined the army and went and got on the train to Catrick. And, and that was to my next chapter, you know. And, and just a question out of curiosity, and I'm actually asking this for myself. Don't think I've asked truly. I've, I know we spoke about the army, but probably not this. Like, what do you think the army did for you? Whether whether you've got um, certain negative things that happened there, or whatever, or positive things. Like, what do you think the army did for you at that point? Do you think that was the best? Saved my life. Had? Yeah. 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 Saved my life. I won't be here now because of it. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, I've got some of the worst times ever and some of the best times ever has come from the army, but it's just the way it's going to be, isn't it, in the infantry? Do you know what I mean? And when and when you came when you came back from the army, mm-hmm. obviously, you speak about that you went straight kind of back into old ways. Yeah, yeah, straight into <laughs> just more, just more, more drug addiction when I come back from the army. So before I went to the army, there's a lot more money involved, earning more money, stuff like that. As I come back from the army, there's more drug addiction, selling drugs to just take drugs and. Do you know and what I mean? Think, and do you think? Um, do you think that when you came and, and again, mate, I'm, I'm only speaking because I, I kind of want to highlight and, and help raise mm-hmm. awareness of everything. And and I, I know that the reason, guys, why I was proud that Will come on is because I know Will will just fucking speak his truth. And you'll know, he says it to me a lot, but he knows I've got the best intention with the things that I ask or the things that I do. But when you came back from the army, do you think you felt like that was another loss in terms of you'd found a family or you'd, fa- you'd found something and then you came um, away from that? Do you think it was that or, or did not? Did you think no, you wanted that chapter? No, the, the, the army's just a whole kind of, God, that's just a whole new conversation. That just totally comes away from suicide and my dad's suicide and my childhood. That's just a whole new kind of worms. That that's that's actions like there's a lot of guilt from Afghanistan and these action these actions that created other actions that resulted in people's deaths and these children been hurt and that's just that's the other end of the spectrum yeah. that's got now to do with the suicide. Do you know what I mean? Any help when- to do. With- but when you come out of the army my point like it was like when you come out and you came back to manchester if that's where you come back to in manchester yeah, yeah. you feel when you got back like you'd lost something again because you you'd found something there or was it like i needed to end that i needed to end that chapter of the army and now i've just got potentially nothing to venture do you know what i mean i'm just trying to um, stay. i don't know i was all set for coming out i got my uh truck license and started work but then taking drugs numbs pain like if i'm wired all i have to think about is being wired or when i start to feel less wired i'm on the phone where can i get some more drugs from to be wired that's all i have to think about which is a lot easier to think about than all this other shit so if i can just constantly stay wired then there's problem solved in it do you know what i mean yeah, no, no, yeah, hundred percent. Oh. And I think, I think like you've highlighted there uh, a powerful quote, which is, um, "It numbs pain." Yeah, yeah. numbs pain. Yeah, for me, it did. Do you know what I mean? And I'm kind of, I'm not skipping through world story and just trying to make sure because, like, we're you not even focused. 
We've not even, well, we've not even touched on the fact you've been to prison, mate. Like, yeah. we've only talked about so much of your fucking life, and like, it's like, wow. But then you, you, you hit prison after that. Yeah. Um, prison's kind of, God, out of every, prison's the best place I ever lived. Wow. So, there's not really much else to say. I was at my in, best in there. I was. When you say you're at your best, what do you mean, mate? Like I was, like I was just, I was at my best. I was clean. I was getting clean. I was changed. I was in this transition of my daughter was born. I didn't get to see her. I was missing stuff and I was understanding everything I was missing out on. I was at my best. I was growing then into a better person. Do you know what I mean? And I was, it was when I was in jail, I was around a lot of people who was connected to me. Dad, like good friends and stuff who knew me. Dad, and that was comforting. And and the routine, my fitness, my diet, everything about me was I was I was at my best. So like the the, the say like the twenty eight years, but at that point, the twenty eight years of my whole life, the best time spent was actually probably in jail. I can't say that because I know. I just mean in terms of routine, and I was at my best. That's yeah, no, when I was growing. That's when I was yeah, changing. That's when. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because obviously, I've got a lot of other good times, like when my daughter's born and all that. No, but, of course, mate. I, th I think yeah. that what you've talked about there made complete sense, and it in, it mm. comes apparent of a lot of what you said there. The question that I got for you, Will, which is quite interesting, which is, I know because we've had a conversation about this, and you talked about your frustrations with the system. Mm -hmm. um, okay. And, and then, yeah, so we're not going to get into that right now. That's again. <laughs> We could probably do our ten of these shows, mate. But yeah, yeah. Um, but but what what I wanted to ask is, even though you disagree with how the jail systems run and, and what happens on in there in terms of the, the politics, yeah, the fact that it's for money earner for everyone. But in terms of it being that transitional point for you, where did kind of where did that kind of when you came out of prison, where where were you then? In terms of mentally, in terms of thought processes, because I think that's something we've not touched on yet, but we will do. But through all so, of your life, the negative thought processes must have been overriding. So was there a point in prison where positivity in your mind started to outweigh negativity? Or... All, all the time. Every thought every yeah. thought was positive. I didn't get out. I'm going to do this. So, I mean, I'm on the phone, like, promising Louise the world and all my plans. So, I mean, I did, like, a learning together program with the University of Manchester in criminology with their students and stuff. I'm signing a book contract with the University of Manchester on the 11th of March. Wow. I'll have a book out next year with them and their criminology department. Wow, so, wow, wow. like, all these positive thoughts I'll put into play, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, so, and it was good, man. It was good for the first two and a half years. And then that swim got put back and I was really ill. And then when I was really ill, I knew my body was suffered. And then I tried swimming and I couldn't swim. And then that was a massive setback time for me and I'd have relapses and I was drinking and I took drugs again. This was all like from oh, September onwards last year and I finally got out of it over Christmas, doing really well over Christmas. But it's been a tough, from August last year to now, it's been tough, man. I've another tough. tough battle for me, but it's, I'm coming out the other side, not fully yet, but, you know, I you know myself. And... I think like when I met you, it was before that. So I met yeah. you a few months, well, probably five months before this. That you came out of swimming, then you were ill, and it really took you for six, man. And mm -hmm. um, that that again is it was hard to see because of the the work you were putting in, the shape you mm -hmm. got in, your mentality, 
the way you were speaking, the way you wanted to help, not just others, but yourself and your family and all of these things. And then, like you say, again, you hit a bad patch and you were very open and honest. In, in And that's what I love about you as well. You, you Even on social, you're not pulling any punches. You're living your life. You're showing your life. Mm-hmm. Which I think mm-hmm. it's an amazing thing to do because you're showing the highs and the lows. But unfortunately, your lows were low. And uh, yeah, yeah. that's a transition a lot bad thoughts coming through again and bad actions and mm-hmm. it tra- transitioned yeah in terms of um in terms of like transitioning out of that can you talk to people like how hard that was and is for you because i think that's something that has been an it's tough man like it's tough because not only am i dealing with myself this time so in the past when i've dealt with myself i've got that experience this time i'm dealing with getting so high and doing so well at what I was setting to do and then having it ripped from that, I was having to deal with that on top. So it just added extra pressure to kind of deal with because then I was trying to get back swim fit again, which I am now. And it was tough, man. It was really tough because it left. I was ill for months and then obviously I lost my hearing, which was due to the illness. I've been on steroids for months. Like, to go from such physical peak condition to, I, I was I left swimming for eight hours. I was able to do an eight hour swim to being able to last twenty minutes in the water, and I just it just it, it just deflated me, man. Yeah. It just really fucking it really deflated me. It, yeah. it hurt. It really did hurt. I put everything into it. Um, moved the swim back. And then I just couldn't get out of this state. I started drinking every weekend again. Didn't want to train. I was training. There was no... It's like I give up on my training because I, I just lost it all. But then it was just about staying disciplined, you know. Yeah. When I didn't want to train, I went. When I didn't want to make my food for the next day, I made it. I just had to stay so disciplined. And I finally started coming out of that in November. And I've been staying out of it for a long time till couple of weeks ago now it's my uncle's it's my birthday on march the 12th and then i've turned 33 which is the same age as my uncle when my uncle died the week wow. after my dad so and then i was just always thinking about him lately and i was just like resonating to that and realizing how young he really was because of realizing how young i am now and i've had a couple of like setbacks recently i've had a couple of nights out drinking and stuff but then I've, I've held on to that. It's only been a couple of times and I've held on to them and I've made, I woke up Sunday annoyed, got back in the gym Monday and just smashed that week. Um, been having fantastic weeks again. I just, it's, it's hard. I'm just not back where I was, but I'm in good condition. And I just feel like with what's happened with Jenna on Saturday, kind of put everything back in there what's was in me the first time i started wow and i just feel like it was all gone till this weekend i feel like it was i was holding my head above the water but i was only treading it and then like after saturday i feel like everything's just regenerated now do you know what i mean and i just feel like this month's gonna be such a massive month like god like the way i am mentally in my head now for what i want to do like that girl was on eBay, like on, I mean, so like emailing swimming trunks, getting me free swimming trunks, getting me free flasks for at the side of the water, and 
like I was reading messages go all the way back to April last year with her talking about the swim and she's like, right, now I'm on it. So my last message was, I'm on a roll now. I've got you these swimming trunks. She's like, I want to get your social media going. All she wanted me to do was be successful for this swim. And it's given me so much fucking fire that was gone. My fight, my fire wasn't out. It was just, it just yeah. wasn't as heated as what it is now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So. And to, to, move, to move into that, um, and I don't want to, obviously Jenny's been, um, prominent in in this but i agree with what you said at the start which was which is really important that suicide was around unfortunately before jenny took her life and mm -hmm. it's, it's using this now well everyone is zoned into it to create more awareness mm -hmm. but it's not to forget that, that this is this is massive man like you say the stats mm -hmm. you said at the beginning the one you tagged me in today like it's fucking phenomenal how it's much so of a killer this is. And it, it's not it's not that as well it's like so the, there's a lot of focus on the fact it's the biggest killer amongst men and all this and that, but you can't lose the fact of double the amount of women. So it's twice the amount of women are attempting it. It's wow. just that what it is, is men are using more meaningful methods, which results in the death. Wow. So these, the deaths, the, the higher death toll in men is because of meaningful methods. Wow. When actually it's double the amount of women who's actually attempting it. So it's just from every fucking angle you can think of, and it's not going nowhere. And you can't be beating around the bush when we're speaking about it. You've yeah. got to be making it comfortable to talk about. We've got Matt Millen. You've got running for Matt Millen, which I don't get this done. I'm not saying don't run for Matt Millen or anything like that. I just want it to be on the same level. Do you understand what I mean? It what is, it is like cancer in itself. Do you know what I mean? All right, you're right. I see what you're saying. I get what you're saying now. Yeah. In, it's in obviously terms, not a physical cancer, yeah, no, no. but you bang on, in terms you bang on. Of how many it kills, how many people it kills and shit. Like, and I think like, it's the way we talk about suicide needs to be the way we talk about cancer treatment. It needs to it be fucking there. Yeah, man, interesting you say that because as you're speaking then, I'm thinking, right, okay, so say someone gets cancer and there is then a structure within the NHS to mm -hmm. support that person, support. give them the radio to get them through. Yeah. When someone is suicidal, the support to help them is okay. from, from what I've been told from people that have been in this is next to nothing. So, that. so like, it's good that you've helped that with an analogy because I've, I know, like you say, cancer's all over the TV. Yeah. Doctors, everywhere. I'm getting it. You go into the hospital, you're getting the procedure in terms of understanding what needs to be done. In you get Matt Millen, you get the support, you get, it's all there. There's a massive setup to support you. There's an ambulance. And it is, for example, if you're suffering with cancer and you take a bad turn, an ambulance will come and get you. You phone the emergency hospital and tell them you're feeling suicidal. They tell you to go to A and E. Ambulance and is not going to come and get you. What, you're, what what you got to do if you walk across three motorway bridges on the way to your fucking hospital? Yeah. Well, again, I don't want to uh, get anyone in trouble, but I think that from again, I think that in A and E they struggle with people coming in because again, it's he's what, he's what doing more now, so it's difficult. Yeah. You have to meet a criteria, so it's hard. So, like, if, if me and you went into hospital now, my bone was poking out my leg, but I wasn't bleeding out, and then you got rushed into hospital and you got internal bleeding or whatever, you've got to, you've got to assess the situation. You've got to be seen first. It's more life-threatening. And they have to do the same. They can't just see every single person who comes in and says they're suicidal. And I get that. I do get it. 
and obviously you have to do meet a criteria to get seen or stay on the wards or or anything like that. But but like there is other things that that started changing recently that is good. Like the like the Anthony said and funded Aston Tog Minds and Healthy Minds, they've now turned to crisis centers. So what happens now is when you don't meet that criteria at A and E, you then get tucked to one of these crisis centers, and then you'll be seen there, assessed there, referred there. There's an aftercare team then that can come to your house. This is all stuff that is obviously getting better now. Do you know what I mean with yeah. the NHS? So then there is an aftercare team that will come to these crisis centers within these crisis centers, whereas in previously you would have left the hospital for not meeting a criteria and then that you're leaving the hospital to your own device to then go and maybe search for help or speak to your doctor. So that it is better now that you, you have got these places now who have received funding to be crisis centres. But again, it's only because we're talking about it ourselves. We need to talk more about it for more action to change, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And on, on that note, because I think it's, it's a good good place to bring it in because I think like it's nice to hear like you say there are more things now being put in mm -hmm. place more awareness is creating that pressure yeah. potentially being put on uh, the government to, to to show what needs to be done and it's mm -hmm. being actioned um, but I think that again the reason that we wanted to do this tonight was to say right okay so you know someone that's suicidal okay mm -hmm. um, that's either attempted it or is planning to attempt it, they're being mm -hmm. quite blatant, you know this is going to happen. Like, how do you approach that person? And how do you speak to that person? And he's uh, direct. Like, yeah, you have no. to be direct. And you you need to, basically, you need to go into, there's a lot of stuff you can learn, which I'll touch on now by going onto, like, pages, like the Shining Light on Suicide page. There's can you just you need to learn before about. you go on, can you elaborate on that page? Because the, the free course you talked about would be good to have. Yeah. So on on that page, like this conversation we're having now, kind of links into that page. Like there's a there's a five minute introduction course uh, on suicide and someone who he's got there's a course on there. It's called How to Save a Life, and a five minute course and introduction. It goes straight into a twenty minute course, then, and it goes through scenarios, uh, talking teaches about how to be having these conversations. Like you need to be direct. If you you need to ask someone are you feeling suicidal. You, you mentioning that to them makes them feel, oh, he's comfortable speaking about this. I can speak to him. If too many people beat around the bush and they've put it, they've put suicide into this bracket of a place that we can't talk about, which then puts those people feeling it into that bracket back, feeling the same. Oh, I can't talk about it. No one wants to know. People don't want to talk about this stuff. Yeah. You create a situation of a conversation to someone who's suffering and thinking about suicide that shows them you're comfortable talking about it you've opened up the door for them to speak back to you about it Powerful. and it's just about learning all this stuff on there this stuff about safety plans so if you have got someone who's feeling suicidal in your in your life and you know they are and it's about setting up a safety plan with them go around to the house see what's in the house that's dangerous find out who they can speak to who they can reach out to Find you go in someone's home, you can see how someone's living. Are they eating properly? Are they eating well? Are they looking after themselves? There's so much good content on that Shining Light from Suicide page. It's got um, links for the Greater Manchester Bereavement Services for anyone who's struggles. Like any, even people like after this has happened with Jenny, like Jenny's friends, even yourself, I would advise yourself to 
to phone new people and reach out to him and just talk about it. One of the one of the worst things after a suicide took place is guilt. And I know you felt that from what you said to me. And like I would say to you to to speak to the Greater Manchester Bremen Service, tell them you've just lost a friend through suicide and speak to them about it. And it's because this is all stuff. I wish, I wish I had it in 2001. I wish it was there. I might not have been a drug addict. I might not have been. A, I, it's irrelevant because that's my story and that's maybe who I am. But at that time, things might have been so different. I might have been one of these people who's left school and done his driving test and gone to college because my family stayed together and my mum dealt with it better because we had all this stuff that's available. So I would tell anybody to reach out to it, you know. And I think, so, like, no, it's got it's powerful that, and and you're right, mate. Because I think um, the the feeling I've had over the last couple of days has been been numb and been dark, and mm-hmm. you're right in terms of the guilt. And it was the, the one of the best conversations I had was with you on that on that night. And again, because you, it was the honest, and it, 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 even you saying that before about when you say to someone, "Are you suicidal?" you you create kind of like um, a safe. You, see, you yeah. create a relationship, a connection, and that's just hearing that tonight. It's been powerful to me because it, that that word to them, then they feel yeah, because because it is to be a lot of people. Yeah, it is. even in public, like you're speaking about, it, so you just said, yeah. "Don't say that." But yeah, like, yeah. people don't want to talk about it, but why not? Because it's happening every yeah. day. Do you know what I mean? There's a man killing himself. One man killing himself every two hours at the minute. Wow. So. Wow. Do you know what I mean? And in terms like, of why we're not talking about it, you know. And in terms of like the 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 obviously there's a lot of groups um, directions for men are one that stand out obviously massive myself and, and Jay Childs mm-hmm. who who have involved with them and they become a parent to myself and hopefully I'm on the, on a phone call with Chris this week as well mm-hmm. um, about with regarding Jay and the work he's going to try and do and I know you're doing so much for them as well like these organised because they're now branching out in terms of directions for men going into different places now aren't they people can- yeah so i'm actually starting soon with chris we're actually we're actually now working with probation and high-risk prisoners so prisoners who are coming out of jail and having to go into hostels we're going to be starting attending play days with them and speaking to people coming out so i'm going to be taking part in that with chris obviously it's close to me obviously suffering and a lot of people get mental health getting sent to prison rather than helped. So I just what I think that's gonna be good for me. Um these loads of stuff going just, on like on that one there, Will. Uh, so when you said then a lot of people get sent to prison because of mental health. So are you saying there that they could potentially get helped instead of going to prison? There's so many there's so many situations where people don't have to end up in prison if the help was there. Wow. Yeah, so many. They just People's like so people suffer with mental health and like some people's mental health shows in aggression. Some people's mental health shows in stuff that's gonna send you to jail. Now, if these people like myself were seen at a younger age through trauma and helped, shit can be prevented. But they're leaving them. It's easier, like it's easier to 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 it's easier to work with like a hurting child. Than to fix a broken man, yeah, you know what I mean. And there's just there's so many men in prison who are on medication, like the amount of meds that get handed out in prison because of people's mental health. Like, what the fuck is prison? It's not an hospital. 
Why is yeah. if 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 that's not true, if if so many people don't go to jail because of mental health, why is all so many people on medication in there? Do you know what I mean? Why are they giving it him? Why are they do it? Why are they giving it? Why are they committing it? Why are they committing crimes? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like even even why why like even let's talk about subjects that are not right, like domestic abuse. Why do men think it's okay to 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 be like that towards a woman? Why do men think it's okay to rape a woman? Like it's all wrong. Yeah. All not being dealt with. It's yeah. being dealt with after it's happened. Yeah. It shouldn't it's, be going on. It's interesting you said that. Now, because I spoke to a lady on uh, Friday night who um, works within the NHS uh, for mental health. She actually works within a prison. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I was asking her questions and just trying to get a better understanding. And she was obviously only telling me things that I could I was allowed to hear. But she was she was talking about um, if sometime I could be I'm paraphrasing here a little bit, but basically up to the age of seven, if that child has been around abuse or been around traumatic things, whatever. That before the age of seven, if it isn't dealt with, generally they're going to grow up to have mm -hmm. severe mental health issues. Definitely. And what, where it's do you stand then? Where do you stand then in terms of it? What age and in what way do you highlight and help raise awareness of this through? Do you think at that point it is the child that needs to be aware of it, or do you think it's the parents that need to be aware of it? Or, but then sometimes the parents. That? It's difficult because then sometimes the parents are not in a state of helping themselves, never mind helping the children because their child's going through what they went through. And he's, he's, he's so much like for me, high school is where all the signs are. Okay. I'll like, I could go, I, I reckon I could go in every class in the high school and I'll point out to you the ones that's going to end up not like the other ones who's going to so, live a negative lifestyle. And I could possibly be wrong with some of them, but. I reckon I'd get a good majority of it right in high so school. So in that scenario, in that scenario, do you think then it's high school that needs something to be implemented? More with this? Do you think it needs to be earlier? Do you think it needs to be before high school because we're high school is where it's happening? Or do you think no high school is where they're probably mature enough to yeah, understand? I think high school is where the transition starts. Well, okay. I think primary school is a lot more innocent still. Yeah. High school through high school is where transition starts, behavioural patterns come and but then it's not on the teachers. Teachers are paid to teach, not. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so they're following a. They're following a um... the curriculum anyway. Do you know what I mean? They should. I just feel there should be more in schools. I don't know. There should be more mental health in schools and stuff like that. You know. Speaking well, about not, it, I, I've spoke quite a lot about um, over the last five to ten years. The amount I've started to research on the brain, the mind, emotions, and all of this sort of stuff, but. There's no class, even, and that's on a higher depth, but there's no class in fucking secondary school that teaches you how, what an emotion is or how to deal with it. No, or what's no, no, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, yeah, what definitely. thoughts are in my mind that I can't control. So the kid then goes and smashes a window or punches a kid or takes drugs. No, he's just seeing, it's just that. What, what that thought is. They aren't showing them what these thoughts mm -hmm. are, where they could have been coming from. But again, is that, do you think, a barrier because schools don't want to have to do that because it they, they fear that then they're going to be blamed or put into a bracket. Like, where do you think the resistance is that we aren't doing that in, in schools? Um, I don't know, I don't know, I don't, I don't even know where the answer would be to that. Is there's so many arguments to and for, isn't there? Like, the kids leave them alone, and like, obviously, don't forget these. It's a lot of emotion and shit with kids, teenagers going through puberty alone. And like, it's just, it's so, I don't know, mate. I'd, it's so difficult. 
Do you know what I mean? Because then there's a lot of trauma come from school. You've got to speak about the amount of suicides that come off bullying in yeah. school. People who are like, like, L, like L, LGBT and like people who are transitioning and they, they're not being able to have these conversations about or in a if there was a class about emotion and and like or like self recognition and if there was a class then someone who would resonate with someone who, who who might be gay in the same class and they could talk or someone who's being bullied could stand in that class and express how she's feeling being bullied and how she feels like would that help yeah like there's a lot of suicides come from this stuff do you know what I mean like from bullying and people finding their own gender or like their own like sexuality uh, you know and he's yeah. not helping schools about learning how to like there's so many suicides that come off financial debt as an adult why is there no education in schools about sorting your finances out council tax mortgages jobs inflation rates of pay where how to save money that in school will save someone from being in financial difficulty financial difficulty being older which would prevent a suicide yeah and I, yeah There's so I'm, much you could do in school that would prevent suicides yeah. further on in life you know and i completely agree 100 and i think the finance is a massive one the amount of people that fucking dread life yeah. because the bills fucking people chasing them in terms of um debt collection and, and worries yeah. of the house and rent and everything and that 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 but, is massive, mate. I completely yeah. agree. And again, it's not taught in terms nah, of how to not, be clever with your money or anything. Don't like even that. have that conversation. No one that conversation yeah. is not even a topic anywhere. Like you'll go to forum, you'll go in forums and talk about mental health and and all this. You're not even to the level of conversation. It don't even go there. And it's so, just like, just, and it's just, just like I'm trying to talk about suicide, raise awareness. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't give everyone the idea and the tools. Do you know what I mean? So just to touch, no, hundred percent, and just to touch on that because you brought it up, and I think just to just to state that I'm a big believer. Of some I, from my person, this is Will, this is Ben speaking, but I personally do believe we should be going into secondary schools and implementing some different Absolutely. form of helping kids understand. However, it's done, it needs to be brought into the educational system. But that's that's my personal view. But Definitely. you mentioned something then that I just needed to bring up, Will, because you mentioned to me a couple of times, and I just want people to understand the potential negatives or positives to it and things to look out for, because you are, your experience, we've been knowing about this a little bit in terms of, you talked about the word forum. So obviously these are places online where people can go yeah, to get, yeah. uh, interact, get information. Now, mm -hmm. obviously there's definitely going to be some negatives to it in terms of certain individuals, but then there's going to be massive positives to it as well. So yeah, for yeah, your experience, can you talk about that just to, to help people know about it as well. What, in terms of the online forums and stuff? Yeah, I, th I think both in terms of ones that you recommend, but also just to make people aware of the dangers of them as well, or the positives. I, th I think it's the, the awareness um, around that. The online, it, the, it, online kind, the online kind of forums are like the ones, like the ones I've been on through, like the Anti-Sedum Fund and stuff like that. Like They are run with NHS commissioners and, and people who work within the NHS. They are safe. And they are for people with lived experiences who want to listen to what they're trying to do. They want to listen to how we feel so they can change stuff. And it's just if you and I start trying to post more stuff on this these forums and I, I'll try and I feel like I said before, I feel like I've slacked off a bit till recently. And I feel like Jenny has really little fire in me again. And like I just 
I'm going to start trying to like, if there's forums coming up, I'm going to start putting my dates of forums on just so you can listen in. They are good, they're full of constructive criticism. Like, you can interact with the people from the NHS, they will listen. Obviously, not. they're not on there to take abuse and stuff, do you know what I mean? No, they want to learn, do you know what I mean? Yeah. They want to learn, they want to help, they want to find out what's wrong. They are trying, like, they think that, they think the NHS, like, young, young, like, the, the mental health service for young people's got given, like, £39 million last year. Like, so... They do know these problems and they are trying to work with it. Do you know what I mean? So the forums are really good. You can learn a lot for, from them. Uh, I'm gonna start posting dates on my Instagram and stuff. So I'll find out when, find find out more when forums are and share links that you can log into and you can just log onto the link, go on a Zoom call and you're in the forum with everyone and everyone's chatting and you can share your lived experience if you feel like you got something to offer. Like they they are good. So, and in terms of that being, in, in terms of kind of going into what we talked about, in terms of helping someone who is trying to help someone with um, the, the suicidal, uh, for are the forum based around just supporting the person that is suicidal, or is there a forum before? The forum is like some of the forums you can get involved in, uh, they're not for help, they're not to learn how to help someone there more for if yes. you've got a lived experience you want to share with someone from the NHS. If you've got an idea, you think, right, right, okay. Yeah. So if you've got any idea that you think, well, you know what? I've been through this. That's pretty shit. That needs changing. Go, wow. You can talk about that in these forums. These people wow. from the NHS are in there as well. They can listen to you and Over. they'll be writing stuff down. You can write stuff down. It's all about connecting lived experience with trained with where the money is and where the what the services they're trying to change, you know. So the forums, the internet forums that are for mental health, the ones I've been on, I like that. And I'll see if there's any coming up and I will share links on my Instagram and that and I'll share them with you and you can nice post them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then right. these other stuff, so like while we're touching on the internet, there's one called Ripple Ripple Suicide Prevention. And this 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 girl, she um her brother killed herself, killed himself, sorry. And she got into his, she went into his, like, his computer or his phone. I don't, can't remember exactly where she went into. And she, the content she found was, like, it just shocked her so much. He'd been searching, obviously, methods and all kinds of stuff. And there was all kinds of forums where people were trying to assist him in yeah. taking his own life. And she, she's been kicked out of loads of forums for being a pro-lifer. That's what they yeah. called her, a pro-lifer, yeah, and kicked her out of these forums. And she's she's like banned. She's been banned from more forums than anyone else before, like for being a pro-lifer. But then she's created this thing now, like Network Rail uses it. Um, I'd have to have a lot. I don't know. There is big companies that are using it. So like when you have the intranet, like within your company, yeah. if anybody in your company then searches something harmful to them, it redirects them. First of all, it takes them off the page, takes them to a breathing exercise, counts down from 10 seconds with them, tells them to breathe, and then redirects them then to online help, people they can talk to. So rather than taking them to places of where they can learn bad stuff, it actually takes them to more of a positive place where they can learn how to you know, survive. When you said that, like I literally got shivers. 
and like all over my body and in a positive way, like in a, it made me a bit emotional because that's that's fucking powerful, that man. Whoever thought of that and brought that into place, she's class. Yeah, she's on Instagram, like ripples for the tide prevention. Yeah, that's something that's saving lives, man. Just, just that taking them. Yeah, it says breathe with me, and And, then taking. It's free, man. If you've got a business and you've got your own computer systems, get onto her, like get on her website, chat to her. She'll set it up. Like you can get it set up. That's something that can get set up on your computer systems now, like in your companies or whatever you're using. It can be shared. It's getting used and it's there to be used. And from your experience, Will, because I just want to, I think that um, you've got a lot of intelligence in terms of of, of everything here. You're not you're not just talking from someone who's experienced it. You're talking about someone who obviously shows a true want because of the knowledge you've got on statistics, on the knowledge you've got of what's out there. And I think this is powerful, man. And I, I want to say it to you off air as much as I'm on, but... I truly hope you get into this field in terms of really driving mm. out. It will impact a lot of people's lives, mate. But I think that, can you just highlight, and again, this is Will speaking, so he's not going off anything, and I'm asking Will to do this. So, so mm. I'm asking, if you could give people an idea of what you would look out for in, in signs of someone being suicidal. Um, so just just if anyone's listening or worried, like what would you say? Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say, but just generalize. What would you say? Right, okay, this is potentially what I would be looking for. If you're happy if, to say that, yeah. If one of the biggest things is, say, if you're working, if you if somebody's in your life and you you like they're always down, they don't seem like they're ever happy or their emotions are always negative. If all of a sudden you come in, if you I don't know if you work with them. I don't know if you live with them. I don't know. I don't know if you're in college with them, university, school. If all of a sudden, if if all of a sudden the the mood becomes settled, happy, content, and that's if someone becomes content and settled and happy, but that's not like them or how they've been for so long, they've made peace with a decision that they've made to potentially take their own life. They've accepted how they've accepted what they're gonna do. They've actually come to piece of it, and then that's like that's like a massive kind of indication, you know. Um, people, it, it depends on the person. So that's how one person could kind of just, just to jump in, mate, because I yeah. think you, you said that to me on the phone the other day, and I think that's one again that for, I, I wasn't lying when I came away and texted you saying that conversation really helped me. But you said that mm. on that chat, and it, I wouldn't have known that and again when you said it it made pure sense and it was like like you said it's like they made peace and in that that i think that knowledge for a lot of people could be a lifesaver because yeah. that is a transition if it's going to happen very soon so I yeah, think yeah. A lot of listening to this who were worried that is a key sign to look out for me so i'm really glad yeah, you yeah. said it. that is yeah. a sure sign of shit something could happen very yeah, very yeah. soon like if, if you can then, like like if you can leave such a dark place like overnight and you just become so it's not it don't happen do you know what i mean i've been battling mental health for years it don't you don't just wake up and totally in a new place and it's yeah. gone yeah do you know what i mean unless you've actually just come to the conclusion and made peace with what you're gonna do you know yeah some people find i don't some people must find comfort within themselves that it's over like they've accepted my pain's got my pain's gonna be over. I'm happy now. 
and that's a massive indication. Do you know what I mean? But then it, it, other people, it can start these these further away signs. Obviously, like people presence the way they look. Have they always been clean shaven? Are they not no more? Are they losing weight? Did he smell? You know, like are they not being clean? These are all signs of depression and obviously going to that place. So, mm -hmm. and it and at that point, where where do where do we go in terms of the first thing is like you say to ask that question: Are you yeah. suicidal? Yeah, safety in, plan next. Find like you want to put you want to speak to him. You want to know who's around him. You want to know who they can contact. What like you want to know how someone's feeling as well. Like when you ask someone, like, are you suicidal? Like, don't, don't, don't listen to reply. Listen to understand. Beautiful. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Don't, don't. It's like, and I think that's like one of the main things. How many times as people, even myself, you'll be listening and in a conversation, and, and whilst you're in that conversation, you're thinking about what you're about to reply before that person finished his sentence. Like I do it. And like I'm I'm not having that no one else doesn't I don't no, give I say, what you say, you know what I mean? Without <laughs> doubt. So without doubt. Don't, this is serious. Like for one minute, like don't listen to reply at this in this kind of this is life and death, you know what I mean? Listen to understand someone at this point. That's what I mean. Every you time you listen to reply, you've probably you've probably had this listen to reply all week or all month the moment you listen to understand they're gonna see a massive difference in that with you and you might just save the life just with that you know mate another really fucking powerful yeah. point it was hard for me to put in then because it was doing what you fucking said for yeah but it was what you were saying and even rebecca's come in with that's powerful but that was that this is exactly why i wanted to chat with you mate because these mm -hmm. are key points and another mm -hmm. one um another one you talked about was in terms of when you offer someone in here when you show them support mm -hmm. fucking be there yeah yeah don't don't ever don't ever tell someone you're gonna phone them back and i don't do you know what i mean don't don't it's a, this is people who are struggling this you might have you might have been you could have been the last person that spoke to that day when they was on an edge and then say you spoke to someone who's on the edge, you say, listen, just uh, like, I'm going to phone you at six o'clock after work. I'm going to phone you and speak to you. They could sit there from three o'clock to six o'clock to wait for you. And if you don't phone them, they could, like, could be a, you, any little thing can be enough. Don't tell someone you're going to phone them if you don't. Don't tell someone you're going to be there if you're not going to be there. Don't ask someone how, they're, don't ask someone how they're feeling if you're going to listen to reply. Just don't bother. Do you know what I mean? You're going to make them feel worse. So could an approach to that be? Because I think that that's hitting me hard because I know, like I said, I work with a lot of people and I can be like, um, I'll call you at this time or I'll call you that day mm -hmm. and then life catches you. So it's maybe transitioning, like but taking a understanding who, how you, Yeah, and yeah. how you approach yeah, and what you say. Yeah, yeah exactly that. Well, it's understanding who you're saying that to. If you were just chatting to me in the gym or like we, you'll tell me you'll phone me back. I might speak to you a couple of days later. I'll do the same to you. Do you understand yeah. what I mean? Like it's understanding who and why you're telling someone you're going to, me telling you I'm going to phone you back at six o'clock because I can see you're not feeling good. Yeah. Is it different than me saying, right, Ben, I'm going to get off from the gym. I'm going to phone you later. 
Yeah, 100%. and then don't is you know what I mean. If you're entering these serious conversations, you tell someone you're gonna phone them, phone them. You know what I mean? Yeah, because that phone call is what they could be waiting for all day. Could be that that could be that last hope, and they think, right, well, I'm gonna wait for him to phone me, like he said first. You know? Yeah, no, hundred percent. And again, that, yeah. that's something massively I top. And to another question I got for you, mate, which is. Say you, and this is me asking you personally. So again, guys, mm-hmm. this is just me and Will chatting, open and honestly, because I'm asking just Will questions here. Um, so say you knew someone was suicidal, Will, mm-hmm. and this is me interested in what your response would be. And you start to talk to them in the conversation, you connect in the conversation, mm-hmm. and there starts to become a bit of a bridge, and you potentially see a little bit of a shift in them. Where would you go in terms of thinking, right, okay, this person's potentially telling me what I want to hear or actually me being very positive and action-focused towards this person is going to help them? Like, how would you... I know this is a tough question potentially to ask you, so I apologise firstly. Mm-hmm. But I just feel it, I'm interested in this one in terms of what how would you approach it? So you've connected and are you assessing whether they potentially are just trying to say things to please you and you can tell that, or do you, is there a bit there where you actually think, no, this person is actually showing signs of real want to change or be do something, and then you can help them into that direction, or is that just unfucking known? Is that the it's question? Just, that nah, it's, it's, it, that's like that's like saying, I know what your favorite meal is. Like, yeah. it's not, that's God, it's a bit of a stupid no, no, kind of example. Until you're talking to that person in that moment. And Hard until you're listening to understand that person and not reply, yeah. again, it's the way the conversation is going to go between you two. In yeah. that point, in that moment, like, like there's been times when I've attempted to take my own life. Like, I, I would not start then being uh, a conversation. I wouldn't be in that conversation going, oh, I felt like that. When I felt like that, I was trying to do this. Like, yeah. I am not going to talk about a method of how I try to do something that can put an idea into their head that they could potentially go and go and do. So it's just if, if you are having those conversations with people and you you've been someone like myself, don't ever talk about a method that you've tried or don't ever talk about any form of method or anything that can assist them to put them in danger. You know, um, if 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 you are connecting with someone in these conversations, just kind of stay away from things that can cause them more harm. That's what I'd be trying to do. And like you say, I'd be trying to. What well, if I connected with him? I, I'd if I felt a connection, I'd be trying to dig a bit deeper. Who can you talk to? Have you got you just chat to your mom, chat to your dad, you got family, you got a girlfriend, you got kids. Talk about positive influences around them that you can make connections with. Just try and connect those dots. But again, you don't know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, I don't know what I would be connecting with that person with in that conversation. Every conversation is going to be different. Like I, I can't tell you now what you like to eat unless you told me, you know. Yeah. It's an hard question to answer, you know, because you don't know. And I I think you've you've given uh, more than enough in terms of answering it the way you did. And I know it was a tough question. I'm just like you say, just firing it off. So many different, you could be talking about addiction with someone that's causing someone to be suicidal. You could be talking about someone who got bad suicidal thoughts from the military. You could be talking about someone in a bad financial crisis. Could be talking to someone trying to find their sexuality. Um, every conversation could be so different, and every connection could be so different with each conversation. You don't, 
And I would only try and think about stuff to stay away from and positive stuff to go to family members and good things out work or what else, what going good for you, you know, like try and point out better stuff rather than worse stuff. Yeah. yeah. And fuck it. it's funny because in my mind now all I'm playing back is the interrupt thing, but it's a different conversation. Yeah. <laughs> well, 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 it's well, good though, because at least you're thinking about, but it's good though, because you well, might be more still, aware yeah. now when you're talking to people. Nah, you know what I mean? Just, it's just funny. I'm like there every time you're speaking, I'm like, don't interrupt me. Don't interrupt it's me. good, man. He's like, yeah. He's, yeah. But what I was going to say then was, um, and, th- and this is a this is something that is coming from from me. This and meaningful. Like, if if you feel someone is suicidal, mate, but you don't know them well enough to know anyone they know, and you can't get hold of that information, Oof. is the best answer. That and I don't know that, and you might not know the answer. I'm not asking you to give the correct answer. Just advice, like. Um, do you go to the police? Do you go to an organization, or is that get losing oh, their trust? Like, what would yeah. you do? Like, no, if you, and I'm, I'm talking here, if mate. You're worried, if you're worried, if you're concerned about someone, you someone might be somewhere. You might know someone. You you might know someone's at an hotel, or I don't know. I don't know how you know information, or anyone does. But if you're concerned about someone, and you're concerned that person's in danger, phone the police. Tell the yeah. police they're in danger. They connect to ambulance services straight away. You can give them phone numbers. They'll pinpoint where the phone is. They'll go to them. They'll send an ambulance straight. Well, from that switchboard, tell them you're worried about someone. There's been there's been numerous occasions I've had to do it myself, and you speak to the switchboard. The ambulance people will phone you back. They assess the situation with you. They'll ask to get your phone numbers off them. Last time you spoke to them, an ambulance will be redirected right to where their phone is, Like, and the ambulance will pull up wherever they are, and... Like you go into the hotel or going to where the house knocking on the door, and then they'd be like, "Are you okay?" Uh, they could potentially then take him to a crisis at hospital and assess there. And yeah, definitely, if you are concerned that somebody is unsafe, you need to phone the emergency services. Always, it's a must. Right, Do you know what I mean? Like, that. I'm not a professional. You're not a professional. Yeah, These people are professionals, and they'll send professionals. You don't know what you're turning up to. At yeah. That place you could be turning up to, you could be turning up to all kinds of scenarios. Yeah. Get the professionals there because they're the ones who will save a life. You know what I mean? Hundred percent, mate. And I think that that was a question that has been on my mind, and yeah. the answer you're giving there has made it very, um, very firm to me in terms of what I would do in that scenario again, yeah. mate. And appreciate. I think one last thing. What there's a comment that's just come through, and I know this lady you've spoke to today, so I'm going to bring up the comment. Um, mm-hmm. Rebecca's kind of put um, she's put police are great no circumstances she's completely agreed yeah. then she's put it's the aftercare that fails them yeah now, definitely sorry go on no all I was going to say was then is everything we've kind of highlighted tonight about the organisations that are now becoming more apparent because of the yeah. awareness is that aftercare now getting better yeah or it is now better? getting better definitely so and like I touched on before you would be expected to take yourself to hospital and then once you've not met the criteria you'd be expected to take yourself back away from hospital right. you, okay, you on your way home you could walk over three motorways you could jump off three motorway bridges you could cross three motorway three train tracks you could cross two tram lines you don't know where anyone lives you shouldn't be expected to leave so now they put in place recently a taxi service so people can get a taxi straight back to the house well wow. or straight to these care crisis centers now 
like the the crisis centers are now open till late at night whereas in like they would shut at half four like the anti sedum fund like the ones in Tameside, like Togmind, Healthy Minds, they're open to like half eight at night now, where you can go straight to. And yeah, like it, they have to, like she is right and she's spot on, but it has been addressed. And it has been addressed like over the, I think it was like four months ago. Um, in one of these forums, it was brought up. Somebody had harmed themselves. They've got back to the flat and the flat's still the same now. There should have been an aftercare team who cleaned up the flat. So the negative memory and impact was wasn't there to walk back into but all this is what people are bringing up and people are speaking about definitely she's not wrong but yeah she's just put, it's getting just, better yeah no no she's kind of she's put the same which is it's slowly getting better yeah um but, not Bob on. but then she's put these lives and you guys doing this stuff is amazing so thank you for rebecca but thank you to you too rebecca and also thanks to will and yeah. she's just um she's also put i am available to offer help in work hours and i'll share rebecca um on my insta story after this i can't believe like i was laughing in disbelief today because of her like honest to god like we did one session today and i just couldn't fucking believe it mate like i was laughing like i was laughing like like everyone's differently but like if i can't believe something i laugh for like fuck off what i mean and i couldn't believe how i felt like i was laughing like fuck off like no way so i had like mad like madness laughing like like just like I didn't know what I didn't know what else to I couldn't believe it. Do you know what I mean? I Honestly, it. man. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna Rebecca. We, we, I think me and Will are both share. Um, you, million you, you percent, man. Honest, I think Will for Will to say that, man, it is phenomenal. And yeah. the connection I've had with you, Rebecca, is it, strong. And in seeing what you do and the support you've shown, and I'm sure hopefully to be a connection uh, with all three of us potentially going. Yeah, forward, I'll be speaking but, about that 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 EFT a lot, man. Definitely, no. I've already had conversations with people already from today about it so amazing um but will mate i just want to i want to finish mate just by saying um this has probably been more than i could have asked tonight um in my mind it was to get you on to tell your story but also to shine a light on um on these organizations that are out there in terms of helping people help that person Mm -hmm. but i think one thing i wanted to highlight is i don't know whether i should jot you backstage before i say this but um, <laughs> just, just, just your, just your knowledge on this, mate, is phenomenal. Like you've just spoke from the heart tonight, and a lot of this. Yes, you've got the knowledge in the, the, the statistics and all of these different aspects, but I think your, your learn knowledge and, and learn experience and what you are talking about is so apparently fucking bang on the mark in terms of me listening to it, thinking, man, yeah, that makes sense, and it's helped mm. me a lot of what you said tonight. I'm gonna uh, hold my hands up and said it's helped me now potentially make better decisions. Oh in these yeah, situations and i'm being honest with that because mm-hmm. i've been questioning myself a lot over these last couple of days and um this this conversation has actually massively helped me i've taken a lot from this myself well, if that's I'm, what one conversation can do imagine what 10 conversations could do or 100%. 20 conversations you know i'm gonna i'm gonna be sharing this fucking wide mate because i think what you mm-hmm. what you've done tonight and what you've given is powerful and and i truly hope and i'm gonna be hopefully trying to push you as much as I can yeah. for you to, to to get out there and do this morning. I know you've got a lot on. I know you're pushing for the swim, but I also know you've got a lot of passion for this. And yeah, um, people relate, man. And I just think not not just the people that are in the, that position, but I also mm-hmm. think people will relate to you that are trying to help because you, you fit both markers, mate. You truly do. You relate to the people that are in a suicidal position, but you also relate to people that are trying to help because you, you, you everything you said branched that. And I just can't thank you enough 
And I said it to you in a message the other day. I can't remember when it might have been a week or two ago. I can't remember when it was. Just a don't change, man. I know you wouldn't do, but don't change the way you speak or who you are. Because no. there's some people that don't resonate with me. There's some people that won't resonate with you. But as we both know, we're out here with the best intentions and we do know mm. that what we're doing does help some people. And all I'll ever say to you, mate, is never change, Will, man. Never, no, never change what you're doing. Right. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. that. I'm on the spine. <laughs> That's the last one. We dropped I had to say it to your face, mate. I remember everyone was like, why did you get him off and say it? Like, <laughs> but we'll yeah. honestly make it finish now. No compliments. Just want to say thank you for coming on. Yeah. The comments have been unbelievable. So there's been massive support in terms of what you said, but also who you are. Guys, if you don't follow Will, uh, please give him a follow on Instagram. It goes from Soldier Jay- Prisoner Swimmer. Say it again, mate. Soldier, prisoner, swimmer. Soldier, prisoner, swimmer. Check him out. Give him a follow, guys. Inspirational guy in the works you put in, but he's very honest about his journey as well, which I think is integral and key and shows a lot about his guy. Will, I'm going to drop you backstage and meet him in two seconds, mate, okay? Guys, yeah. thank you. Big love to Will. Boom. Guys, uh, I'm actually just buzzing that I've done that tonight and, and that Will was um, Will's come on uh, with me and... He's, I, I do express, I know he's backstage now, so I can say it all, but um, I didn't know how that was going to go tonight. I truly didn't. And I know Will, he's, he's so raw and honest. And in my mind, I'm thinking, like, what's this guy going to say when he comes on? But at the same time, I needed to believe in him because I do believe in him as an individual. Um, I believe in his story. I believe in who he is now. And I believe in, in his t- intentions to help people. And tonight's shown to me, more than ever, that this guy's got a lot to give and to help people. And I'm honest in terms of a few things. Will knows where my head's been in the last couple of days. And um, he, he's spoken honestly to me, but some things he said to me tonight have, have helped me um, with my belief in terms of being able to handle some situations better and make uh, different decisions. And again, that's what it's about, guys. It's about learning um, and understanding. And um, I hope we can we can not just drive this out tonight but keep this really pushing forward and i know there's a lot of people at the minute that are fueled up to do something um and all i'd say to that is don't let that fire burn out man um i know i i'm not going to let it burn out i know that christine appleyard uh, isn't going to let it burn out she's fueled up to drive this message as well and i know will for, for damn sure won't as well so um and rebecca as well who's been uh, very prominent tonight and um I've got a lot of respect for for, for the support and, and just for how um, outspoken she is in terms of wanting to help as well. So, guys, this is um, closing down episode number five. I am going in for an operation tomorrow, um, so it might be a couple of weeks now before the Mindset Tune-Up show. All I'd ask, guys, is if you've liked tonight, guys, and if you like what Will said, if you can click the like button on YouTube, that'd be amazing. And also, if you want to tune into more of these shows, please click subscribe. That'll be massively appreciated as well. You'll get notifications. And the last one is, again, I'm not a big person to ask for shares. I never ask for it on Instagram or social media, but this one's important. And I think what Will has talked about tonight needs to be heard. Um, It truly does. So if you know anyone that this would impact, whether it's an organization or an individual, please share this to them so they can hear kind of Will speak and talk about what he's talked about tonight. Uh, But guys, thank you all for logging in as always. Appreciate the comments. Appreciate the support. Um, and I look forward to seeing you all very soon. Have a good night, guys, uh, and I'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to the end of this B1 Mindset podcast. We know this week was a powerful topic, discussing some difficult topics. If you find yourself in one of these situations, then make sure you talk to somebody, but equally, if you need it, make sure you seek out that professional help too. 
If you want to join one of these mindset tune-up conversations live, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow our social media links, which can be found in the show notes. Until next time, take care, and we can't wait to speak soon.